good thing too because <laughs> <laughs> now you see why we edit <clears throat> let's just see if I can just pick up from right there okay Well, good morning and welcome to our podcast. My name is Matt. Hi, I'm Nancy. And uh, we are here this morning talking about day number 12 of 31 day devotional scribbles or scribbles 31 day devotional, I guess is the more appropriate way to call it. And the, uh, the topic is love. And of course, we talk about how love affects us from God and how the love uh, of God wraps around the world, I guess you could say, and then that affects us and comes into us and therefore comes out of us. And there is the old saying that true love is only true love when you give it away. That's essentially what how God made us. Mm -hmm. So this morning we're going to read through this and then we'll talk a little bit about it. We've got a couple of things. We want to remember our sponsors, and we have a book review that we're going to do called uh, on the book Translating God, which is written by Sean Bowles, and we will talk about that a little bit, and we will discuss God's incredible love. So join us. We're going to pray over everything this morning first to get started, and just let the Holy Spirit speak. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to come before you to know you, to draw closer to you, to hear you. And we do in, indeed pray this morning, Lord, that as we as we jabber back and forth about this, that it be about you and that we draw closer to you because that is always our greatest prayer is that we would know you better when we're done, that we would understand you a little bit better when we have completed our time together this morning. So we pray your blessings in that. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, so let's read day 12 from Scribbles 31 Day Devotional and Journal. And, and I one of the things that's important to remember about this little journal, which is 100% free, if you'd like a copy of it, all you need to do is contact us and we will send you one. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't even pay for shipping. We got it all covered. And But it is a journal and that it has a section at each day for you to write down your thoughts and your scribble. feelings or scribble them down. Exactly. So, so let's read day number 12. Uh, day 12 is entitled, Self-Love, It Takes Care of Me. So love kind of takes care of me. Our verse for the day is Psalm 139, 14. It says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. It would seem in opposition to focus on self after talking about not being selfish. But we must learn to love ourselves to truly love anyone else. It's a strong sign that something is out of order when a person gives constantly and never takes in. The sacrifice they think they are making for others will eventually backfire and they will find themselves exhausted and no longer willing to work or give out for others. It's very common with pastors and church volunteers. Jesus made a very important statement about this subject in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 40. 
And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus himself stated that we must love our neighbor, or all mankind, as ourselves. Well, that would be a genuine flop if we don't love ourselves. As we become more and more like Jesus, the understanding of who he is becomes more and more clear. God is gracious and does not expect us to become perfect and look like Jesus on day one of our life with him. In fact, he is patient and merciful. Good thing, too, because we'd all be in trouble, without exception. Even people like Billy Graham and C.S. Lewis would be the first to tell us that they were once sinners before God saved them. Even Paul the Apostle called himself the chief of sinners in 1 Timothy 1.15. But as we come to know Jesus deeper and deeper, we see a need to love outside our little space. And in order to do that, we have to love the one we see in the mirror every morning. We may lack the perfections that we see in others. We might struggle with the things we have done in our past or even the things we are still fighting. But the truth is that Jesus loves us where we are. Getting that to sink in is the first step in learning to love God back. As we grow, we learn to do things we may have never understood or experienced before. Jesus says on these two commandments, loving God, loving mankind, as implied, loving ourselves, hang all the law and the prophets, meaning literally everything that has been written before, all of the Old Testament and all the New Testament, as the statement applies to now as it did then, all that man has written about being righteous and obeying God, all the sermons ever taught, all the devotionals, all that has been said, all the praise, all the worship, all the acts of goodness, and all that has anything to do with God has no purpose, no use, no power, no level of strength, unless God is loved and our fellow man is loved. Picture it like a chain. On one end of it is the Word of God, and on the other end is us. In order for us to connect and make all the that the Bible teaches us effective, there must be chain links between us. Without those links, we have no connection to God. Love of others, and most of all, love of God, are the key links. And so, we cannot please God if we cannot love ourselves. In order for that to happen on the level we are to go to, we have to see that God loved us first. That will pave the way to see ourselves in his light and not the light of our own thinking or of the world's thinking. We are called to be humble, so there is a fine line we are to walk. Grasping the love he has given to us will help us to know how to love ourselves. But we need to step into that first in order for it to happen. So, yeah, there we go. Self-love is kind of important. All right, so we're going to just take a second here and throw up our sponsors. Then we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Matt Davenport here. Typically, a sponsor is a company or a business. But this particular sponsor is an individual person, and her name is Nancy Allman. My wife and I have known Nancy for about three years now. She is a very uncommon person that not only calls Jesus her Lord and Savior, but is one of the most remarkable people alive. Few people I know reflect his love like she does. Some years back, Nancy was diagnosed with cancer. It nearly got her. 
but she fought it off. Then it came at her again. But all the resolve and all that kick that she had the first time came on the scene and she left it behind a second time. Nancy wasn't done though. She decided that God had graced her with multiple chances at life, so she would take that and use it to love on others. She founded an organization called Night Out, Night Off to Cancer, affectionately called No-No Night. She gathered sponsors and put together a night of delicious food and top-notch entertainment to love on those affected by cancer, all for free. Thousands of local people here in Albany, Oregon discovered quite literally what it meant to be on the receiving end of God's love through this incredible lady. Her website, nononight.com, has a few things that you can watch and read to get a better understanding of her plight and her love for her community and the people around her that have suffered because of this horrible disease. If you want to know more about her and the work she has done in our community, you can contact her through the website, nononight.com, or send me a note and I will make sure she gets it. All right, and we're back. Thank you, Nancy Allnut, for her amazing support in what we're doing. So we're going to take another pause as we do focus on a book review. And we are reviewing the book Translating God by Sean Bowles. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and do this live. We were going to do a recording of it, but I'm going to go ahead All and right. do this live. All right. And part of, part of that is because... You know the book. I know the book. I just finished it literally a couple days ago. I will read you the blurb. 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 All right. Get it together here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Translating God is written by uh, Sean Bowles. Sean Bowles is a, is a wonderful prophetic word. Um, this is published by iCreate Productions, which is part of, part of his ministry. Kind of like what we do as Sapphire Arts, we do, we publish, we're also the publishers of, of the Christian books that, and literature that we put out there. Uh, so let me just read the, the uh, blurb for you. It's time to be activated. When we combine our love of prophecy and people, we reshape, we reshape hearts with heaven. Through a thought-provoking prophetic ministry philosophy and Sean's glorious successes, we and very real failures, you will be inspired and equipped to learn how to hear God for yourself and others, grow through simple focused steps, take great risks, stay accountable, love people well, grow in intimacy with God. As an internationally known prophetic voice, he has ministered to thousands from royalty to those on the street, Sean Bowles shares everything he has learned about the prophetic in a way that is totally unique and refreshing. Sean aims for a higher goal of loving people relationally and not just pursuing gifts or information. He activates you to do the same thing. So this is a really good book to read if you're interested in the prophetic and understanding the prophetic. Bill Johnson writes the, which you guys have heard me talk about Bill Johnson if you're unfamiliar with his ministry. Uh, he writes the forward on this. It's great. It's a wonderful book. Here's here's a real fact, though, that that I don't think gets uh, gets put out here on the cover, and you know the the little bit of information that we get before we actually open the book and start reading it is this book is a lot about relationship, and I love the things that he has to say about the prophetic, and that there is, and I agree with this 100%. There is no room for prophetic people or prophets to be arrogant, snotty, 
pushy, whatever. And I know that in the past that's been kind of a thing. Uh, I've experienced it myself. I've seen it in others. And I don't think that's the way that they should be. I think that a prophet above everything should be about the people that he is ministering to or she is ministering to first. And Sean agrees with me on that. <laughs> so I, I do I do highly uh, recommend the book. Uh, but just so that you understand, this will teach on relationship and the love that we should have for people as much as it will teach on the supernatural gifts. He does cover some different uh, giftings that have to do with the prophetic besides just uh, words of prophecy, words of knowledge. And uh, I do want to teach on this sometime in the future. Words of knowledge is actually probably the most important part of the prophetic gifting because here's what happens is when we have a word of knowledge, and I'll, I'll define what a word of knowledge is. A word of knowledge is when the Lord gives you supernatural understanding of something that's in real time or in the past. The word prophetic or prophecy or whatever actually speaks of things that have not happened but it kind of it is the word is kind of used as a covering over a lot of different giftings but in in understanding the words of knowledge he gives you information that you would not otherwise have been able to have access to about other people and in that process you show people that God is concerned about their moment in time so if I give a word of knowledge about to, to a total stranger, say that, that uh, the Lord shows me that their dog's name is Scotty and Scotty just passed away and I, and, I, and I say to him, hey, God wants you to know that he's concerned about that empty spot that the loss of Scotty has created. They're going to like, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you know this stuff? And you say, well, the Lord's showing me these things because he's concerned about you personally. That opens the door to be able to minister to that person and to love on them. If I did a, if I did a five star system for recommending books, that would be a seven. Hmm. It's a very good book, and it, it not only it not only teaches good on on the the topic of prophecy, but it teaches good on encouraging people who are unaware of the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Good. Bada awesome. boom. All right. So let's get back to our topic for the day, which is self-love. Thoughts? Well, you know, it makes me think of, of uh, many, many times I have heard someone down themselves. They don't love themselves. They don't like themselves. They don't like who they are. And then I, I think about, you know, that's, that's such a sad heart because they can't love anyone else. Truly. If they feel that way about themselves. I agree. And the, the lack of, of confidence that a person might have is indicative many times of their self-love. Right. There's also kind of the flip side of that. Well, not quite. But where that same person who doesn't like themselves declares love on others. It's like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't really mesh. How do right. they How do they make that mesh? Well, it's an, it's an interesting thing to think about. If if you are in love with your spouse and you're struggling to, you know, I'm overweight or I've got this problem, I've got that problem, i got this issue and i got this issue and stuff. It's like, okay, now find somebody on the planet that doesn't have issues. Yeah. This is, I think, will help maybe help us to see 
that in the struggle of life, there are short and fat ball headed guys. I'm not short. Uh, no, you're not short. Uh, I'm not tall either. <laughs> Taller than me. But I'm but I'm saying there's 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 all kinds of levels of of people. This is just mass. I mean, we call it a melting pot for a very good reason. Skin color, uh, size, intelligence, uh, looks, hair or lack of hair, um, weight, um, m value, money. Uh, there's all mm -hmm. kinds. Of, there's just a long, huge list of things that we use to compare us yeah. to those around Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And I think it's uh, I think it's super, super, super important that we remember that. God isn't looking for a perfect person. He's just looking for relationship. Right. Oh, absolutely. Relationships started from the beginning, as you already mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, folks who have less than lovely thoughts about themselves, right. they tend to, to use that phrase, you know, if I were skinnier, if I were richer, if I were this or if I were that, then they would love me more. They would like me more. I would be better at what I do. All these conditions that they throw upon themselves. I think that's true, and it's it, it is a struggle for us. You know, I'm I'm a, a fairly heavy set guy. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of hair. <laughs> it may sound like I'm I'm down on myself, but no, it, there there is a difference between self love and just realizing the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with loving myself. Mm -hmm. I've come to understand I am who I am. Yes, it is true that I work hard to. Well, not as hard as I should. <laughs> that I work to try and improve myself physically, uh, but the reality is I'm not going to wear a wig. <laughs> don't, don't get no no, no toupees. <laughs> no no toupees. That's that's not going to happen. And it is a little frustrating to be able to have more hair on my chin than yeah. the top of my head. Yeah, but whatever. He, he does well in the beard department. <laughs> so to recognize the truth of my life uh, and who I am, and to have self-loathing. Are two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to to dislike myself or have problems loving myself. I mean, you know, I don't give chocolate to to anybody more than I give to myself. I must really, you know, because she had chocolate. I give her the flowers, but I get the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. My point is, is is that understanding the truth about maybe a physical struggle or whatever that you're having is not. The same as having self-loathing or self-hate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not really that fine of a line, but there is a line between between the two. So we have a reality where we recognize our shortcomings and say, "Okay, I can't do that." <sighs> Whatever, and you move on with life. Now, understanding that there's something that you want to do but you can't do because you are physically limited or whatever. When that becomes the focus of your of your heart and mind, when that becomes the most important part when you recognize and look at yourself, well, you're never going to be able to add up or you're never going to be able to do this. When that becomes, that's where we're in a spot where we're, we're, we're borderline, we're into that place where are we, are we struggling with self-hate. Yeah. And that's a... That's a very different place from being just being able to be honest with ourselves about our shortcomings. I'm not going to go out and split a bunch of firewood. I don't have the physical ability to do that. Now, if I needed firewood really bad, I would find a way. 
but I'm not going to hate myself because of my lack of ability. Right. I'm not going to play a chess game with somebody who is really good at it because I'm not that good at chess. But I don't hate myself because I can't do that kind of right. stuff. So there's this place where we have to realize, okay, God loves us tremendously. Keep this in mind. Always, always at the forefront of our thinking should be, Jesus found value enough in me to die for me. Yes. That should answer all our questions. Yes. But in the world where Jesus is not important, this is a very, very real struggle. Absolutely it is. And a lot of the reasons people struggle with self-hatred is because they don't realize the value that their creator Mm-hmm. makes on them because they don't understand or they don't have a relationship with God. Exactly. Or they're just not simply hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's several of these guys. Sean is one of them. Uh, Sean Bowles, that we talked about his book. Todd White is another one that I love. They will, they will go to the street and they will pick people at random as the Holy Spirit. Well, we might think it it's random. It looks random to us, yeah. But the yeah. Holy Spirit is the one responsible for it. And they will start to talk to them. The Lord will give them information. And this is this is where the where the prophetic giftings come in really, really, really powerful and important. So they come in and they show stuff to these people. God God shows things to these people as they minister, and they're able to use that to minister and love on these people. God puts a value on people. He puts a great value on people. So part of being able to have that, see, we can't have her. I can't, if, if I hated her, there's no relationship that's going to build between us. If I hated me, the relationship that we would have would always be negatively affected because of that. So my love for her would be called into question all the time because I would not be able to have the confidence of grabbing her and loving on her and kissing on her and all those kinds of things because it'd be like, is it okay if I touch your hand? We have to move past these things. And the fastest way to move past these things is to seek better understanding of the love that God has for us. Yes. If the creator of the universe concerns himself with me, I must be important. Exactly. And that teaches me that it's okay to love me right where I'm at. Absolutely. I may need to lose weight. I may need to do this. I may need to improve my my education. I may need to learn new skills. I may need to do whatever. But I think that the self-hatred or, or self-loathing is a plague mm-hmm. On, mm-hmm. on mankind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that if we could sit down and have a conversation with a lot of people who who have deep struggles in life, uh, everything from homelessness to um, you know drug addiction and alcoholism and all these other things, there's a there's a misunderstanding of their value. Mm-hmm. God loves people. Absolutely. God loves people. Yeah, and I think too that when a person comes into a relationship with God, when uh, they start following him and Jesus is in their life and and they start to focus on that relationship then a lot of those things will fall away on the the self-loathing part realizing the value that I am exactly relationship it's so funny that seems to be in fact we do have a couple of books booklets 
coming out and one of them is going to be on relationship it's it's in the early stages right now the absolute importance of relationship mm -hmm. and i find it interesting that um, that that is such a key element to everything that scripture is based on everything that is discussed everything that we talk about everything that we pray about everything that we seek the lord about always seems to come back to relationship and i can't help but think how incredibly important that relationship becomes and it comes to this part where we're talking about right now in our relationship with one another we we learn to define the fact that we're loved you know i don't have any doubts about my family loving me in that relationship in that relational dynamic i guess you could say you get from different you get from uh, different people that different forms of love they value your time. They value the things that you say. You start to learn that you're important. Now, there are people in my sphere of connection and relationship that don't feed into me. That's fine. It's, it's, it, that's that's going to be a normal thing. We're always going to have people in our lives that don't, don't reproduce the love that we have for them. That's right. fine. But the reality what the reality of it comes down to is is relationship is key for us not only to understand how important we are but to understand how important they are mm -hmm. so our relationship becomes more than just okay i'm built up because of this it also becomes i need to build them up because of this right. i need to give to them as well as what they're giving to me and in that process relation true relationship is built it's very much the same in our relationship with God and that we understand, yes, he loved us first. That's John. First John. First John. He loved us. I knew it was there. <laughs> we get to a place, and, and we often see this in our own personal lives, in our relationship with other people, but we get to a place where we see God loved us first, and that's what makes us valuable. That's mm -hmm. what makes us important. God, The Bible doesn't say that God loved the antelope. <laughs> I'm sure he thought it was awesome, because the Bible says that when he made the animals, he thought they were good. Well, yeah. And good translated means, you know, good. <laughs> so, anyway, my point is, is, is that we are taught that God loves us first. And that he created us and loved us before we were even born. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then we understand that we're important. This is the God of the universe. He's bigger than George Clooney. <laughs> Boom. You know, he just is. He's just, he's he's more important than Billy Graham. He's, mm -hmm. he, he's God. There's, there's nobody that even gets into his, you know, even close to his range of importance. So if he loved me first, that gives me cause to love him back. And I find it to be very generous of him to love us first. Yeah. You know, we should have to prove ourselves or something. <laughs> All right. But he doesn't require that. <laughs> well, in that process, we see that dynamic with our relationship with God. It teaches us to have that dynamic in our relationship with other people. Yes. Don't wait for someone to love us we love them first yeah that's a very good point so loving yourself super important mm -hmm. you cannot love god cannot love your neighbor cannot be in the will of god if you're struggling with self-hate 
His love will never change. He will never, never change. But recognizing that I am a human being and Jesus died for me, don't spurn the gift that God gave us by giving us the life of Christ. When we devalue anyone, we devalue God's decisions to love. Exactly. And that's not only, not only is that not a good place to be, but it's a guaranteed failure. We will fail. We will fail if we fail to love ourselves. All right. That's good. Our people group this morning is, as it is always on Mondays, is government. Father God, thank you so much for the freedom that we have in our country to pray for people. And I do lift up our government to you this morning, and I pray your blessings over our leadership. I pray specifically, Lord Jesus, that your hand would be upon our president and that he would listen to your voice and he would choose to pursue you. I pray for his his um, uh, vice president, Kamala Harris. I pray for the cabinet, Lord, that each individual member of this leadership team would be convicted of their wrong and pursue the righteousness of your salvation. I pray, Lord Jesus, for our um, Supreme Court. I pray, God, that they would make uh, decisions and choices. I pray that you would protect them against the packing of the court. That's not that's not a good option. I pray, Lord Jesus, for our Congress, that they would make choices and pass laws that would reflect the goodness of God in our nation. I pray, Lord Jesus, for our governors. I pray that their hearts would turn towards you and they would desire to serve you first and foremost because it's in their service to you that they will lead us best. I pray for our local county uh, leadership, whether it's commissioners or, or whatever position it is that they hold. I pray that they will serve you first and foremost, and they will listen to you as they learn to lead those in our county. And I pray for our mayors and our our uh, mayoral staff and those that are in leadership over our cities, Father, that they would know that you love their city and that you, Lord Jesus, will save their city to open their hearts in that direction. And Father, we thank you for the freedom that we have in our country to um, pursue change and pursue um, more freedoms. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless our country pray that you will send revival to our country, Lord Jesus. Send revival to Washington, D.C., to our state capitals and to our cities, Lord Jesus. Send revival to America. We need revival, Lord, because in the middle of revival, you are glorified, you are lifted up, and people's lives are forever changed. We need revival, Jesus. Send revival to our nation. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for joining us this morning. It's been a, a wonderful discussion about your love because that is such a, a huge topic because we'll never exhaust learning how much you love us. And I thank you for um, helping us to understand a little bit more each time we go through these um, topics of love that we can grasp more and more of how much you love us and how we can carry that love with us and how we can then love others. 
I thank you for the folks who have joined us this morning. It was wonderful seeing Stephanie and Rochelle and, and Tammy and Dee and, and Nobly and anyone else who might come on and watch or listen to the podcast later. I pray that you would bless them that they've picked up on something that has just really pinged their heart today. I thank you for the prayer requests. There are always, as usual, many. Um, and while we lift up only a few of the ones that are represented here, Father, you still know our hearts and you know our minds. And you certainly know all of the needs that we need. That's right. Father, I lift up Tammy and Dennis today and pray that you would be with them as they head towards the surgery next week, that you would be with Dennis and his um, his uh, doctors and, and those who are in care for him. And I pray, Lord, first your healing touch on his body, whatever the situation may be for. And I don't know the details, but that is, that's okay because you do. And so you can circle around him with your comfort and your healing and the wisdom into the doctors and give peace into this family. And Father, I thank you for my mom has been um, diagnosed with, with something that's gonna re, uh, take her to surgery as well. But I thank you for the joy that's in her step these, these days. She's been feeling well and, and doing well, and I thank you so much for that. I lift up our, um, our granddaughter Rochelle today as she is uh, facing the, the, the middle of her teenage years. Be it just bless her today. And I thank you for um, anyone else who is hearing, uh, listening, praying, uh, seeking, whatever they may be doing, that they're reaching for you and that they are lifting their prayer requests to you today, uh, whether or not it's spoken, and that you're hearing our hearts, and that your promise is that you hear us and you will answer. So Father, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would join us each today, fill us up. We need that daily dose. We, um, we covet the time we have with you uh, in your guidance and your encouragement and um, the, the way that you walk with us and commune with us. I love that. Father, we want to give you this day because we love you, we honor you, we worship you, we praise you, and we know because your word tells us that you loved us first and therefore we love you and we do love you, Jesus. We give you this day in your name. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hope you guys were able to get something from, uh, from our time together. For those of you who are on the podcast, we do actually have a live broadcast on Facebook Live uh, five days a week. We start our day off, our week off with this podcast. And then uh, Tuesday through Friday, we are in the Bible at 8 a.m. West Coast time, or Pacific Daylight Standard. Or no, Pacific time. Daylight time, whatever. Yeah. Daylight and Standard Pacific, are yeah. opposite. <laughs> West Coast. Anyway. <laughs> what time it is here now? <laughs> yeah, right now. If you would like to join us, you can send me a friend request on Facebook. My name is Matt Davenport, and I would be happy to accept you as a friend. Uh, we live in Albany, Oregon. If that helps you refine your search, send me a friend request. Please tell me why you're sending me a friend request. That way, uh, because I'm a little careful about some of the some of the people I connect with, it's been kind of weird in the past. <laughs> Send me a friend request, and you can join us every morning, uh, Monday through Friday, live on Facebook. That location will be moved on June 1st, and it will go to our ministry page, which is Roaring Hearts Revival Ministries. 
You can contact us through our website at rhrministries.org if you would like a copy of the Scribbles 31 Day Devotional and Journal. It is totally free. We will ship it to you at all, completely at our expense. God provides for that. And I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's God good. bless you guys. Have a beautiful week. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening on podcast only, we will be back next Monday. And if you watch us on Facebook Live, we will see you tomorrow morning where we will be studying in Second Chronicles chapter 11. There it is. Yep, chapter 11. So... We love you. We thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have a beautiful, wonderful day in the name of the Lord God of the heavens. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Have a fabulous day. Love you. See you later. Ministries.org.